0: I am Damla Aktakin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you heal your energetic wounds and activate the infinite light and potential of your inner children. It is a crystal energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month, you will receive three new crystal healing sessions plus you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up the membership is really affordable and will continue to be so you can find out more about it at adropofom.com a-d-r-o-p-o-f-o-m.com i invite you to make healing your energetic wounds and connecting with your inner children a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a chakra bliss Vault member hello everyone this is Damo Aktekin with a drop of Om and I have today with me Rachel Oz Rachel welcome welcome thank you I'm so glad to be here I'm so excited to dive into conversation with you but first I want to introduce you to our listeners you are a psychologist Art playgroundist, I love that so much. The way you put it, playgroundist, speaker, author who loves listening to the beauty in people, animals, and all living colors. You have um, you're the author of four beautiful self help books, infused with your colorful drawings, all to affirm the human heart. So, thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you for having me um so I usually like to start with asking my guests sort of this um whatever comes through today and and grand big brush strokes of sort of what got you here in this mm. point in time doing what you do and loving what you love yes Well, you know, there's clues in all of our
1: childhoods, aren't there, about the blossoming of who we are and what brings us joy and our natural expressions and ways of being in the world. And when I was little, I was writing poetry. You know, I'd go into the woods and then I'd write about the trees or whatever concrete things in front of me that moved me. And I also loved drawing. So even uh, you know going into junior high, my bedroom walls were full of um, pieces of paper that were drawn from me with rainbow colors and different things and affirming words that were almost became wallpaper in my bedroom because they covered every inch. And also, um, as in terms of being a psychologist, I've just always um, loved my friends and I've loved getting near and listening and they disclosing their secrets to me and their heart stories and their joys and their pains and so it just feels like ultimately I'm getting paid for who I am
0: oh I love that (laughs) I I, do too yes yes (laughs) Yes to that amen to that thank you um I mean When I first got in touch with you, I was just seeing of course your online presence and it's just so colorful and it's just, I mean, you have a beautiful smile and you look so joyful and I don't know, just playful and there's this mischievous spark in you. Um, (laughs) There's definitely a lot of you there present in in what you create and who you are in the world. Mm -hmm. And my question is, was it always like this, but as you described, like, was there sort of um, discovery or reintroduction process of you discovering who you were? Yes. Thank you for asking that. I really
1: appreciate that. And I want to respond to that in a couple of ways because really blossoming into who we are unapologetically in full color, even if you like to wear black, when I say in full color, I mean, having a voice in this world and being really who you are in this world to me is about being in full color. And that we all have suffering in our lives, right? It's not all dancing through the daisies, but believe me, I love dancing through the daisies. (laughs) Um, But it's, there's hard things and there's hard work. And so I think that it takes intention, effort, love, uh, care, support to really blossom into who you are um, and stay with that. And so for me, I wanna say, you know, in my own childhood, when my parents divorced when I was nine, that was a difficult, became a difficult period of time for me. Um, and so there there comes this, you know, um, space where can you still face the sun? Can you still dive in and find the wisdom in suffering and the invitation in suffering? To become uh, something healed and extra magnificent, and uh, you know, sort of the metaphor and cliche of the phoenix, right, rising out of the ashes. And so, um, I want to say that it's so possible and especially beautiful to use all the material we have and experience both the joy and the suffering um for our becoming. And the other thing I want to say, the second thing, is, even though that probably sounded like 10 things, is I'm now 56, but in my early 40s, I was at a place where as a psychologist, I had really created a foundation in my work, like, okay, I have some sense of what I'm doing and more security in it. And my two sons were starting to grow up. My youngest was eight at that point. So I just felt like I had a little more room to play and be. And it was at that point where I began to reintegrate and felt this deep invitation to begin writing again and to begin creating art again and picking back up from where I left off years ago.
0: Wow. You just, I just got some like, Ooh, like sold out (laughs) because I I am in my forties. I'm 43 and my daughter is 10. Oh, very much in that place that you're describing. Like, can I take a little bit more time for myself, for my work? That means so much to me. And see where this thing goes, see what wants to bloom, Yeah, what wants to be created, which brings me to, I want to, oh. <laughs> and I so look forward to being where you are, and I'm happy with where I am, but I mean, that gives me a lot of joy and hope to hear your story. Um, I want to know about that connection with creativity, and healing you mentioned the word becoming Mm -hmm. I mean um there it sounds to me like at that point in time and probably earlier than that as you mentioned like you were there were moments of allowing of creativity to come in for you how do creativity and healing intersect and how do you see that interplay
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, first, I just want to say quickly that I'm so moved by the serendipity of our timing of our conversation and I, of our ages. And I also trust for anyone else listening, you know, to just be noting what is your serendipity timing as well. Okay, so for me, creativity and healing. So interestingly enough, in my in for me in my early 40s, what I'm about to say was a very good thing. Um, and so I was done having my children, um, but I needed to have an, a hysterectomy and uh, just because I was having some issues with my body. And so uh, that ended up being a good thing and a very helpful thing. Um, but I remember having a conversation with someone right before the surgery. Uh, and, and she asked me, what in your body do you want to take p- the place of your uterus? Because there's going to be an open space in there. Mm-hmm. And I said, my creativity. And so I, um, it was from that point on, Damla, that that's when I began my drawings and my writing and my books and all the things. So I think that, interestingly, um, that, you know, there was a trajectory as I began healing from the surgery, that sent me into healing and into creativity. And for me, those were parallel paths. And so that as my body healed from the surgery, healed from the pain that I had that created the need for the surgery, that there was something, um, it's like healing and creativity were friends, like best friends working together and as one became greater, so did the other and vice versa. So that um, it's almost like in an, invisible, in an invisible way that we can't see, but we can know deeply. Um, creativity and healing um, communicate with one another and help each other and assist one another.
0: That is my sense. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's, um, it's so interesting because your uterus, it's the second chakra. It's the place of like sacred. And it sounds to me, you, like you made a very conscious decision to say, okay, this physical part is out, but the soul of it, I'm bringing that in, like in full force into my body, into my all of my body and especially there in the second chakra I love all of that yes you know it Tamla (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling a very like kindred soul energy from you so this is beautiful thank you yes me too thank you Um, I'm you know where I want to go next is you had a a post on your Instagram and I don't know if it's related to something in particular in that moment or if it was like a general declaration maybe it's from your books that I haven't touched upon yet but it said no risk no magic oh (laughs) can you can you talk a little bit about that
1: right no risk no magic isn't that a good one? It just, so, okay, what is there to say about that? Um, Okay, I, I just got quiet for a second to just see what would fall in to my heart, and I'm going to trust what came in and share it as a story, so, um, I don't know, six, six years ago now, Do you you ever have to pause and think, wait, when was this in time? (laughs) Okay. You know what I ate yesterday morning. That's it. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) So six years ago, I just solved the big math problem. Six years ago, myself and my family, we were uh, doing a rare and exciting trip out to New York. Um, Our sons then were, you know, I, I don't know if they were like, 18 and 20 or something like that, like old enough to really enjoy a trip like this. And two people had said to me, Rachel, when I swear to, I'm answering your question. Okay. Um, <laughs> two people said to me, when you go to New York, there's a clothing store you will have to check out because I'm telling you, you're going to just... And um, because of how I generally dress and because of the way I dress my women and girls in my drawings and my books and in my individual art pieces, they were like, we just know you're going to love the store. Okay. So we land, we get to our um, Airbnb um, and serendipity speaks. It's six blocks away, the store and New York's huge. Oh, let me back up. Okay, so when I packed my suitcase for this trip, I've never done this before. I brought a big suitcase and half the suitcase, uh, it remained empty. I said, half the suitcase is going to be filled with new dresses. (laughs) It's not like I expected to go crazy buying things. That's not it. I just did this feng shui kind of thing. Like I'm setting an intention. And I'm going to leave this whole space of my suitcase empty and only pack a very little bit. So, okay. That was the risk. So, uh, so no risk, no magic. That was a risk, not a huge risk, but like a little leap of faith, right? Like that doesn't make sense. I, when we have a purse, we fill it. When we have a suitcase, we (laughs) fill it. This was, this was uh, against, you know, our primal urges. <clears throat> you know, the squirrel fills the cheek with nuts. You know, so anyway, I go out to New York, and we get into our Airbnb. And I say the first place I want to go, you guys is this store. I'm so excited. So <clears throat> I walked into the store and exclaimed, this is favorite clothing store ever. And the manager runs to me and is like, I heard you. And the boys and my husband are like, we're going to leave you here for a while. (laughs) But it was the only store they did that. The rest, we enjoyed shopping together and seeing beautiful things together. But this one, they came back three hours later, Damla. And I'm standing in a circle with all the staff crying (laughs) because like one of the staff gave me the, the dress off her back literally took it off her body and gifted it to me. And by the time I left New York, they said, would you be an ambassador for our store? We will just give you clothing. You share it online, share the love. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I love your stuff. And it's totally right in line with what I'm creating and believing in. And so that's a lighthearted yet serious at the same time example of no risk, no magic
0: oh I love that I had actually chills as you were (laughs) oh that's beautiful like um so many times we fill up that space right yeah and it's it's also uh, poignant for me because I'm about to go on an international (laughs) travel. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to rethink my luggage situation. So thank you for that.
1: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited for your travel and the magic that's ahead for you and within.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I mean, this just ties naturally to my next question to you or next thing I want to explore with you, which is you talk also about healing your wardrobe. Oh, do I? Isn't that something? And wh- what does that mean to you? And I was actually, I am more for normally when I do this, I wear whites or I have a very like white to black to gray age <laughs> wardrobe. Yeah. So today I was like, I need to wear color for Rachel. Um, but what does that mean to heal your wardrobe? How do we do that? It sounds magical. Okay.
1: I feel so moved by you. Thank you for resurfacing and knowing just the things to resurface that I have forgotten about and that I believe are exactly the thing for us to be offering as gifts, as shining suns to people listening. Um, Healing my wardrobe, my goodness. Um, As I heal my wardrobe, I heal me and vice versa. So I, what I put on my body is, and what my body feels is so um, um, tied into my heart because we are physical beings, right? We live in a physical world. What we put on our bodies, how the art we put on our walls, the carpet we put beneath our feet, They are all reflections of us, of the care we take with our hearts. They're all statements to ourselves of our worth, that we're worth the effort, that we're worth the care, that we're worth the colors. And just like I was saying, creativity and healing are like best friends with each other and talk to one another. I think that we have conversations, even if unconscious, with all of the physical world around us. And so with clothing, of course, we feel it, right? We have all these nerve endings at the base of our skin. Is the clothing soft enough? Is the clothing comfortable enough? So for example, each of our bodies are distinct in how we experience our clothing. But for me, and maybe for others too, I don't like things tight around my waist. Um, I like them loose and flowy. I like the material soft against my skin. So if it's a scratchy wool, I'm going to want layers underneath that um, that are honoring me and honoring the sensations I experience. I want to have um, patterns and, and um, colors that um, that honor my needs. And so, for example, at night, I switch to to really uh, quiet colors, because I, it's just like closing my eyes, like I need really calm and no big deal looking things at night. But in the daytime, I really um, want to have clothing that um, pops and that brings me joy, deep joy. And I'm serious about joy. Um, and so I wanna also please uh, my inner child I want to please the five-year-old inside me, and I want to please the teenager in me who wants to do her own thing, and I want to please the adult in me who gets to still be super cared for and who gets to still be carefree and to say I don't care what others think so I can wear all the patterns and brightness that I want isn't quite the right way to say it. I, I wanna give people um, the freedom to also in the invitation to dress, how, what brings them joy. Um, so I care about what they think in that way. So I wanna care for myself and for others with how I dress. I want it to be a love letter to other people and to myself. And so when my closet is filled with things that suit me, that feel comfortable, that bring me delight, that honor what I need, that are selected because I love them. Then um, my closet like is this like healing place, um, a place where there's music if you will and serenade and lullaby and love, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm I'm loving all of this. <laughs> all, all day. It's just like, I mean, the way you describe it, that feeling of um turning to or connecting with your garment choices as care for yourself, that awakening, that energetic you a little bit more, which then awakens the people who get in touch with you because they feel your energy even before they see you as you're you, you said you were walking down in New York and you enter the store and people feel your energy mm. because, like you are being with things that bring you alive and um, that's such a beautiful way to put it which then brings me to You mentioned the word need quite a bit. You said what the teenager in me needs, what the adult in me needs. Um, What do we need? What is it that we need, Rachel?
1: Uh, What do we need? Which of course is such an all encompassing big question. What do we need? Um, Well, I'm pausing because I'm collecting my thoughts. I'm just gonna be able to only give a sample because you you well know, you must, that this is a retreat question. This is a question we could gather, all the listeners and you and me, we could gather in a beautiful space by a lake for a whole weekend and examine this question. Um, and so I'll just give this little sampler, like opening a yummy box of chocolates and saying, let's just try a couple of them. Um, what do we need I'm going to bring myself through because you just sort of led me through uh, reflecting back the five-year-old the teenager the adult I'm just going to say what comes to the top of my mind with each of those age times (laughs) those developmental times um the the little girl of me the five-year-old needs to play. She needs uh, really nourishing food. She needs to know she's loved. She needs relationships reflecting back to her, her worth, her adorableness, her intelligence. Um, She needs her imagination. She needs to be able to choose what socks she wants to wear. She needs to um, have friends who are fun and caring. She needs to know that her words that she says, the drawings she draws, the the songs she sings um, are heard And loved and are worth something. Um, The teenager, (laughs) she needs to know that um, it's okay to not know everything yet. And the teenager um, needs to know that she has friends who care about her. Um, The teenager needs to know that her interests that she's exploring um, matter and um, that she can step outside the box and say no to things and have that honored. Um, And the teenager needs to be able to have crushes and to feel butterflies in her stomach. Um, The adult needs to know she can bring the child and the teenager with her and that they all get to be expressed. The adult needs to know that she can still keep remaking herself and rediscovering herself and that she can live out loud, she can rest and be quiet, and she can go out and speak again, um, and that all that she's integrating
0: is just right. That was a, a lot in a little bit. So thank you for that. <laughs> I couldn't stop talking. I'm like, I'll say a little bit. And it just kept coming. That works. That works. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm curious about, so you you um, got into this journey. You, I mean, becoming even more you, getting that place in you, which, I mean, you have this thing on your website, if I can read that. You, wrote, you write, uh, we are all treasure chests with hearts in the middle. Treasure chests with hearts in the middle. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to make room for what really belongs inside. Um, that's so beautiful. So it sounds to me like creativity is a huge part of it for you, What for what mm-hmm. belongs inside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How does it happen for you? What is that creative process? How do little sparks of ideas come in, or do they do they get born from inside? Like what is that process like for you?
1: Mm. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I think it's varied, and there'd be a lot to say about that too. I think I will put a f- a framework around that and answering it of, In my early 40s, what first inspired, besides the storyline I shared with you about the hysterectomy and the intention about creativity, I'll share with you how the creativity started to really knock at my door at that time. And I'll share with you now um, a couple things that same answer. In fact, I'll start with now. Um, Lately, I'm noticing and trusting I am having a couple of different experiences where people are boldly, I mean, not subtly, boldly saying things to me like, Rachel, I gotta tell you what your next project is. Like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's interesting. I'm literally taking notes when that's happening, right? I still wanna compare that to my inner muse and spirit. Like, how does that align? How does that resonate, right? Like. I don't wanna just do everything people tell me, but sometimes inspiration does come through relationship and is inspired. So I'm really paying attention. And I'm also noticing that, oh, this is kind of a newer thing where it's this thing happening right now and I'm watching. Um, So those are gifts to me. Um, The other thing that's a little more last few years, so during the pandemic, and which is still going on but in the more the first two years of the incre- like way distress don't have vaccination in the beginning all the things we all know the story i felt moved because to write my newest book the relationship book because it became so clear throughout the pandemic how critical our relationships are to one another as we found ourselves increasingly isolated and creatively finding a way to find our way back to one another, even including some people getting pets, you know, some people who are single living by themselves saying, I need a cat or a dog, (laughs) you know, I'm too isolated, Uh, to us finding our way back with technology to one another, to with science, finding vaccinations, to find our way back to one another. So Um, So sometimes what's going on in the world um, inspires my creativity. What is the world thirsting for? What do I feel compelled to give? Um, But I will say the other thing that I felt with my creativity really moved by in my early 40s was in my psychology practice. I felt my breath taken away um, so many times by uh, insights I would hear from my clients that out of their suffering it would just blow me away, some of the sentences, uh, the knowings, the, um, you know, inspired, uh, I know this, or I feel this, or now I know this, that I thought I'm the only one in the room hearing this, I need to be, it's confidential, but also this, I'm feeling really moved, so my first book is called All I Did Was Listen, and it's a compilation of anonymous client quotes. They all gave me permission to use them along with my written reflection and drawings. And it cumulatively tells a story of transformation. That's all our story. So I am often moved in my creativity, um, in my relationships with others and what I'm hearing. uh, Words move me uh, and so, and then I just feel compelled to draw alongside them
0: beautiful um yeah I was just thinking about your last name and that it's Oz so it's it's like you are constantly in that state of being in awe (laughs) and with the people you encounter it seems like which is beautiful it's a beautiful name um so this next question my um 10 year old daughter is an artist as well so when i (laughs) to her (laughs) that i'll be i'll have the good luck of talking with with another creator and artist she said can you please ask her about creative blogs and what she recommends for creative blogs oh my gosh and you're saying blog blog be blocks isn't like C K. yep C K. So okay. sometimes she gets an idea, and then when she sits yeah. down to draw it, she forgets about it, or yeah. sometimes she sits down to draw, and the idea isn't there yet—something uh, so like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: isn't that interesting? I I think that it's such a common experience, and how natural of her to have a creative block or blocks, plural. Um, and it's so interesting by the way, because the word block is, has a dual meaning because we also build with blocks. And so, and the other thing that I think about with blocks is that sometimes when we block or blank or have resistance or don't want to even, I think blocks are an unconscious. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready or I don't want to, or I'm scared you know, um, that it's important to honor them and to realize there's nothing wrong with you and that there's some other part of you that might need some loving attention. And that because blocks are often, I think, linked with fear or nerves uh, or beliefs, like I'm not going to draw this well, or I'm getting big inspirations and I'm kind of intimidated or overwhelmed by that? Or do I really get to do this? That it can be a really wonderful invitation and opportunity to do maybe a couple things. One is to calm your body. Because a block is often tied with anxiety, our bodies need calming. And so if she feels a block, it might be a really nice invitation to do something that calms her body. Um, And so whether that would be, I'm going to just spend a few minutes being with my breath, not doing anything fancy about it, just focusing on it and being with my body, the in-breath, the out-breath, or maybe doing that progressive relaxation head to toe where you you know start with your feet and tense the muscles and then relax them and do that all the way through or maybe go on a walk or take a bubble bath or just do something that calms your body and you do a shifting of gears and then just notice and trust does the do have any of the ideas come back to me maybe even start a notebook of great ideas and so as you have them you can jot them down or have some index cards in your bedroom or on your bedside or in the bathroom in your purse so when you do have the creative idea that you jot it down and then you can come back to it whenever you want and not have to worry about the blocks but the other thing that I want to say about blocks is that another thing she could do if she'd want to is if she feels the block she could get out a big notepad or a coloring pad or whatever, and crayons, colored markers, whatever she wants, and just write down some affirmations or mantras for herself. um, That would be um, like things she might be afraid of. Um, So like, I'm just making these up right now, like write down, I get to do big things, or I get to trust my inspiration, or I remember things when I just as I need to, or like just write down really loving, caring affirmations. Instead of trying to force the memory, like, what is it? What was that? You know, saying, I'm going to back up and I'm going to do some work with my heart.
0: That is absolutely beautiful. I feel like a lot of it applies to me too, but yeah, and me too, all of us. I will pass along the message and I I love I love the way you put it which is um like in short what do you need in that moment it's yeah. not always about being productive and what can we give ourselves that right. is a little bit gentler and kinder in that moment
1: right it's like what do i really need right and by the way i love 10-year-old girls so please like tell her hi from me
0: i will thank you okay Okay. Um so okay, this one sort of came to me as I was contemplating you and our conversation. Um what does freedom mean to you? Wow. What does freedom
1: mean to me? Um freedom for me I can say my words and not have to pretend I'm someone else or not have to think, what is it you want to hear? But can I let my true presence come forward in the room? Can I, are the people I'm selecting to have in my life um, safe and honoring of my presence so that I am in relationship with people where I can be free. Um, freedom is um, having a clear pathway to listen to what brings me joy in what I eat and what I wear and who I'm with in how um, I love, Um, freedom is wearing 20 different colored hair binders in my ponytail and not worrying about judgment, Um, but just because I want to. It's being able to play again. Like freedom is like remembering what it looks like and feels like to have a child sk- skipping down the block without a care in the world, and somehow creating a life as I'm able, as I'm imperfectly able to um, to do that with everything.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I mean it's it's so interesting to me because I find the, the definition of that changes is quite a bit. For, for me, at this time in my life, freedom is closely associated with bigger, better boundaries <laughs> in you oh. know where I get to feel um, safe and okay, like the way you put it in my relationships especially. I love that you said that
1: because it reminds me of an artist friend of mine and she would say whenever she creates an art print, she always has for herself. She always has to create a border around the edges and then she can go bat crazy on the inside with all her colors and be wild, but she always needs the border. And so that speaks to the boundary, right? That what is the boundary I need to create in my life so I can express myself whatever that means to who
0: you are and the insides of that boundary yeah and we exist in this boundary i mean even though we extend beyond it i feel electrically we exist in this skin boundary and i love that like we get to choose and create what goes inside and i call it the drop of ohm the drop of vibration that we are we get to choose the vibration in it um and oh, you, say, <laughs> oh. you say our world needs the present and authentic you. And I want to thank you because I feel like you you embody a lot of that, that presence, that authenticity. And the authenticity is like whatever you put in the container of the body, whatever you choose to eat, whatever you choose to wear, whoever you choose to relate to. So um, I think that looking at you... I am just coming in touch with a few places, including my luggage, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I could be freer in and a little bit more gentle in. So I, mm-hmm. I really, really want to thank you for that reminder
1: mm-hmm. to
0: to take care mm-hmm. of the, the container and to, to get to be creative with it, really.
1: Yeah. I love where we're coming to at this point in the conversation. Like it's all coming together. I think I, and I love how relationships do this, right? That you bring something to the table. I bring something to the table and now we have a more complete story. And so the idea of the container um, as being so important, I mean, in that, you know, for me to go skipping down the street, like I need adequate rest. I need nutrition. I all the things, right? And so thank you so much for bringing that up that about
0: the boundary. Yeah. Um, what would you say to our listeners as like this final heart message, if you will? Final heart message. I mean, not like final final, but like no, I hear you as a little wrap hearting, up parting
1: or... gift, if you will. A parting gift. Okay. Well, because this episode and what you're about is healing. uh, I want to say that, you know, I spent a little time this morning thinking about healing. And I was thinking about how like one of the goals of Buddhists is to cultivate a soft heart. And I think there is something about that's that's on my heart in this moment about life is sometimes really hard and so to realize that um, that healing is always the goal and wholeness and just like when we get a wound or a scrape on our skin we're never the same after that part of the skin is going to be tougher you know that we are changed by our stories and by what we go through. But I think the invitation is always to come back home inside, not not to harden. It's not about the defenses, but we do need to guard our hearts and take care of ourselves. But I think it's about what's it gonna take for you to open your heart back up and to let who you are come out and play and, What do you need to do to cultivate um, safety in your life so that you can have your full colors come forward and maybe even in more vibrance than you've ever done it before? What's inviting your joy? What's inviting you out to play?
0: Absolutely, absolutely wonderful, Rachel. So, thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like I want to go back and re listen to what we, what we just talked about, but um, I'd like to direct our listeners to your website, racheloz.com. and that's uh, I'll have the link below. And you are so generously offering a free additional dive in book. Uh, when they make a purchase from your shop and you have a shop on your website and on Etsy, I believe. And they just need to mention conversations with healers podcast to you. And then they get an additional diving in book, which is one of my four books. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: if, if you all, you know, if um, they make a purchase there, yeah. And just in the note section, say, um, I was listening to conversations with healers, please include the extra book or whatever. I'll love to do that. And um, it's easy. You can even Google my name, just Rachel Oz, A-W-E-S. And uh, those things will come up. You can
0: find the shop or my website. Yeah. Thank yep. you so, so much. I took so much delight. in And my hope and wish in, in these conversations is like, I know when I'm connected and inspired and and I know you are too, you're very connected. So it feels like that usually naturally transfers to everyone listening. So that's my hope and wish for this conversation too. But thank you so much for being all your colors, wearing all your colors and creating with all your colors. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Tamla. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Conversations with Healers. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or comment, like or love it, and share it with others in your life. This is a true soul love project from my heart to yours. I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.